Hello, welcome to season two. We are talking DC. And yes, Moser, this is our cold open. And no, I have nothing planned. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> I saw your face of horror in the moment, and I'm like, I don't actually have something. I thought about saying something. I couldn't come up with it. Either way, that, we're doing... Huh? I'm like, that's such a bland entrance now. It is such a bland entrance. You know what? We're zagging instead of zigging. You know, we're going bland instead of just randomly, you know... <laughs> I thought about singing like Batman, but I just did a Batman episode. Either way, we're reviewing Aquaman. We're talking DCEU in like a retrospect. And then we're going to talk future of DC with Moser, the very first guest on the show. All right, Moser. You want to say the words? Say the words. Which ones? Oh my God, he does not know the words. You are really bad at this. Cue the music. Hello, welcome to Don't Evolve Me, the place like Ash Ketchup Pikachu, we don't evolve, we just level up, we got Moser here, we're doing DCEU, Aquaman 2, I mean technically it's Aquaman the Lost Kingdom, but I think Aquaman 2 is just a better title, because I don't like the their actual title, <laughs> and then we're going to talk DCU and just like DC moving forward as a whole, Moser, welcome, thanks, first guest ever on this show, and I wanted you to be the first guest of season two. That didn't quite work. Um, I ended up recording during Christmas break, and that ended up being the first episode. And then I ended up doing an emergency pod episode. But here you are. You're the first live action, like, in person. I, I, I technically am the still the first guest since first, you did them singly. For season two? Yeah. First in-person guest... First one in season, technically, <laughs> outside of the emergency pod. So we'll, we'll run with it. All right. So what have you been nerding out on, Moser? It's been a while since we've uh, chatted. Baldur's Gate 3. I'm, I'm trying to get into it. I keep getting my ass kicked. It happens. I'm like, you're, you're probably either one didn't level them up correctly or two probably you're not. running into places you shouldn't be at that point probably probably all of the above because the it's not there's a certain path but there are certain spots you shouldn't be until you're at a certain level i just wander I don't yeah, have that, goals. That, that that would probably be your biggest problem because and then <laughs> surprise surprise encounter and you know, surprise encounter. And I'm like, aha, okay, I'll fight you. And then, no. I get my <laughs> ass kicked. And then, like, I hate going backwards. So it just messes with my ADHD. On top of the fact that, like, I have to... I like laying back when I play. I like just... I, I'm such a, like, more of a casual gamer nowadays. Whereas, like, I feel like this game, I have to, like, sit up at a table. Be all, like, engaged with the environment. It's also a combat style I'm not used to. Yeah. I, I do appreciate the game, though. I Like, the, for the little that I played uh, through the first part in the prologue, 
Like, I enjoy the game for what it is. And I'm like, I know once I get into it, I will love this game. It's like The Witcher 3. <laughs> They're not okay. the same games, but, like, The Witcher 3 took me a while to, like, really learn how to, like, play the game. And right. once I got into it, it was, like, the only thing I did for a good month or two. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, I tried over Christmas break, couldn't do it. <laughs> I failed. What else have you been nerding on on? Overwatch 2, D&D, uh, new animes, too. Oh, what, what are you been watching for animes? Uh, the, the newest one that actually came out last week, it, I don't remember what it's called, but it's basically a party goes through a dungeon, faces a dragon, Okay, and the dragon eats one of their party. And it's the main character's sister. Mm-hmm. They're out of money. Yep. <laughs> they they don't have the stuff except for what's on them. It sounds like a startup at D and D campaign. And <laughs> just they start eating the monsters of the dungeon. So it's like a how to cook anime of the monsters. Like the first episode, they <laughs> cook a scorpion and like a mushroom monster. And interesting it's, it, it's so great <laughs> it's it's honestly so stupid but that you don't it know is the great. title of it i don't remember the title of okay. it it's you... on netflix it's okay. season two just dropped i've been i've been ago. watching anime on netflix shout out to netflix apparently <laughs> they've yeah. been grabbing the good ones i want to i want to know uh how much you've been paying attention do you know which anime i've been watching my guess is you finally got into One Piece. <laughs> and um, it is a... How do you describe getting into? Like, how many episodes is getting into? Well, getting into is if you watch the first four straight. Because once first you four watch what? First four episodes in one sitting. Because it's really not that long of an anime episodes. No, not at all. That you can easily watch the first four and not realize you just sat and watched for like four. an hour and a half. Okay. Because I, you most shows now, it's like 44 to anywhere between like 40 to 48 minutes that you kind of just don't notice that you just watched two episodes in the same amount of time. Oh, yeah. Okay, it's One Piece. Every, everybody who's <laughs> been listening to this channel knows it's one piece how many episodes do you think i'm in i will say i will give you this hint me and sapphire are watching it together okay that just put a spin on it yep <laughs> my guess is you've probably at least watched 14 episodes oh you're way off <laughs> we're on episode 412 Holy crap. He is shocked. Yeah, we started in September, so we watched the uh, live action and just yep. fell in love with it. The live action is amazing. Oh, definitely. Like, I, I never watched... Like, most live action like animes or like adaptations are have been like such disappointing. They, like I remember Dragon Ball Z, the movie. Yep. It was such a disappointment because it just didn't grasp what made um, the show great. And then put it into the movie. Whereas like I feel like... This show, One Piece, the live action, really, like, 
uh, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. I feel like when you make an adaptation, you have to almost put your own spin on it because it's not the same medium. You have to find your own style to make it great, but you also have to take what made the show, the original show great or what the original video game great and mix it in. You have to blend it together. And it's not an easy task. I know it's not an easy task. And that's one of the reasons why adaptations when it's anime or video games have failed a lot of times because most creators are like, oh, I'm going to put my own spit on it. It's like, you can't overdo it. The live action just like, we're going to put our own spin on it, but it's going to, like, the core, the theme, the reason why the animation is so great, that's going to also be, like, one of the cores for the live action. And I, like, just love the fact that they did that. And I love the story. I love, like, the, the whimsical nature of the show. And I started watching the anime. And we started watching in September and haven't stopped. Like, that is, every time we do, what are you nerding out on? It's One Piece. Nice. Because I don't want to watch anything else. And I, speaking have, of which, I have an update. And I wanted to, I wanted to make a TikTok on this. We just, have you, how far have you been in One Piece? Have you watched much of it? I'm probably like episode 144. You're 144. Okay. So this isn't much spoilers, but there is an arc called Island of Women. And I feel like this is probably one of the more infamous episodes of One Piece. I wouldn't be surprised if it is. I don't know much of like the lore of One Piece like outside because I haven't really paid attention. But like this is one of those episodes where like he goes onto like an Amazon island Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know I feel like most shows that do this type of concept they're cute with it they're like oh look it's a boy we're girls we're you know we're revealing clothing and that's like basically it they flirt with the idea One Piece doesn't flirt with the idea they just fucking go with it <laughs> and like right now it's Luffy on the island and he like one started eating mushrooms because he's hungry and I was like ah oh, Luffy does shrooms but like <laughs> What's funny about it is, like, the shrooms actually alter his mood. He's like, oh, this is the happy feeling mushroom. Oh, this is the sad mushroom. This is the angry. Like, he kept, they were doing it. And he's like, oh, like, at one point, he was just, like, just high off his mind. I'm like, holy shit. They're like, they're they're doing it. They're not flirting with it. They're doing it. And then he gets, um, mushroom starts, like, popping up on his body. And I'm like, oh, they did cordyceps before Last of Us. <laughs> and so like the island of women have to like take them in and like take off all the mushrooms and that's how you you, you essentially save them and there's one mushroom left except it's not a mushroom <laughs> and like they keep pulling on it and it won't go and he's stretchy right yeah. so it keeps stretching and they're like oh there's two more there there must be sack mushrooms and they keep pulling on it. I'm like, holy shit, they're fucking jacking somebody off in an anime. <laughs> I'm like, this is, this is like, what is it, Hatai or whatever, like the Japanese porn? Like, this is like, without showing it, this is essentially what's going on here. And I, I, I'm like appalled, but also I appreciate the fact that they say, fuck it, we're just doing it. And like, he's naked, like they end up putting him in jail because he's a man on a island of women men are forbidden and he's just like hanging out naked and all the women are just gawking at like his mushroom and sack shrooms and like they're not mushrooms it's my family jewels <laughs> and like he's rich <laughs> and i'm just laughing my ass off i'm like is this fucking happening 
Yes, it <laughs> is. And like he ends up escaping, and like one of the like one of the giant women try to block him, and they're all wearing like very revealing like swimsuits, basically. And the woman like blocks him, and he like lands in her like giant tits and bounces. And when he bounces, like there is a full animation of her boobs just like jiggling. And like again, I'm like, one, I someone enjoy it as a male, but two. I'm also, like, appalled because, like, I keep thinking of One Piece as a kid's show. And I know it's not because there's curse words. I know it's more for, like, male, like adult males, young adult males. But at the same time, I've always, like, pictured it as, like, a teenage show. And I'm like, oh, like, all right, I'm somewhat appalled a little bit. I'm kind of questioning the nature of the show. But at the same time, I appreciate the fact that he just said, fuck it, we're just doing it. <laughs> Welcome to why everyone enjoys One Piece, because it's like you're being a child, but at the same time, it's meant for us. I love it. I love it. Um, By the way, have you seen that they did did a live action of Yu Yu Hakusho now on mm-mm. Netflix? Uh-uh, I have not. Yeah, they made a live action I'm of the, the oldie. Okay. I'm still barely grass- like getting into anime. I still like... There's still there's so much to dive in. I'm like, I'll just dive in a little bit. Ro, when I told him I started, he's just like, why didn't you start like seven months ago when I asked you to start? So I'm like, y- you know what? It takes time for me to get into something. <laughs> All right. I got to do it on my own motivation. I can't just like, somebody can't say, hey, this is a great show. I'm going to watch, you should watch it. And me be like, oh yeah. And then watch it. And like, you know, ADHD or you got to have the motivation. Uh-huh. Uh, Otherwise you're missing a lot of stuff. All right, we got to move on. Uh, any other nerding out things you want to just briefly mention? No. Uh, I've been playing Super Mario Wonder still. I started Echo, and it's the episode I'm going to do next week. Uh, yeah. I watched the first episode. Daredevil's in it. It's fucking amazing. Like, there was a fight scene where uh, Echo, she's deaf. So, like, it kept switching from, like, sound to, like, no sound. And just the way they transition is really great and then daredevil shows up afterwards i'm like wow it was a, this fight scene was amazing before daredevil and then daredevil shows up i'm like damn i've only watched one episode but i'm excited for it i i love daredevil um and the pokemon game i kind of got started getting into is arceus okay i've already played it beat it i'm just shiny hunting and i'm just enjoying it it's one of my fa- more favorite games but all right we gotta get into the news it's time for a new squeaky. Oh, yeah. All right, should we do DC news first, or should we save that for the last? I feel like we should save it for last. Probably last. All right, yeah. so I did emergency pod this week. Um, you can check it on YouTube. You can check it on the show. But Star Wars dropped, like, four different things. Yep, saw that. They, uh... Ahsoka season two, Mandalorian Grogu is getting a movie. I voice concerns about the movie. I'm like, I hope they have a good idea and it's not just Disney. Like, print money, please. Just make a story. It's going to print money. <laughs> really hoping it's, no, we have to make this into a movie. I don't think that's the case. We'll digress. Uh, a couple other movies. Ray's getting her own movie, which I'm, I'm, I'm for it. I'm for the whole first, like, them actually doing a restarting of the Jedi. Uh-huh. Since they didn't do that with Luke. Even though, like, with The Last Jedi, he tried doing it. I like how they're actually, like, diving into that storyline. And then the other one's Dawn of the Jedi, which 
I'm for it. James Mangold's a decent director. Yeah. And the other one is Last of Us casted three, uh, three characters for season two. They casted Abby. Except Abby is like this giant physical female and they casted a five foot two actress to play her. Kind of have to. No, I don't know. I feel like five foot seven is not hard. Okay. I will say she does look like Abby when she's dressed up like in Abby clothes. Um, I did make a mistake on the emergency pod. I said that Bella Ramsey is taller. She is not. She's five foot one. I always think like from Game of Thrones, I think she's she's tiny, but like. In the Last of Us, I always thought she was like five foot five, five foot six. She's actually five foot one. So Abby's still <laughs> taller, taller. Uh, Dina and Jesse also got casted as well. Uh, Dina's the new one that I didn't talk about before. It's the girl who played Dora is playing Dina. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna see. I'm like Dora, Dora. If at one point she said, "Yeah, you did it," I'm gonna laugh my ass off. I hope they do it. They won't. <laughs> um, so Marvel news speaking of Echo and Daredevil Net, uh, Daredevil Netflix and all the Netflix shows are essentially canon now I guess the producer said that it's canon and they put the Dare or on Disney Plus they put the Netflix shows yep as in a timeline order so I guess they're canon I don't know how I feel about it I think I'm going to get share my thoughts more next week when I do that episode. I, I, I have to say it's probably one of the smarter things they did. I think it is. Just, a... just because so many people loved the Netflix of it and they really didn't have to do much with it since I don't they think were so. kind I... of done. And you've already thrown this daredevil in. It would be kind of a waste if they didn't take And the, the Battle of thing. New York is also part of the lore of those shows and it's supposed to be tied into the MCU. Right. I just hope that means we get Dared, our uh, bullseye back, like in full bullseye costume. Nice. That's all I'm hoping for. We do got to move on because we got to actually get to our topic. <laughs> I'm trying to make that change for season two and I'm already failing. <sighs> okay. Uh, the Marvel's lowest box, or the Marvel's is MCU's lowest box office movie. I think that the Marvel's is a decent film. I don't know if it deserves lowest box office, but I think we're just all at an all time low when it comes to faith in marvel i i wouldn't say it's faith in marvel i think we all kind of just didn't want to go to the theater to see it that it's probably going to get a little bit more hype once it gets to dvd where we can actually get it in our own homes Mm -hmm. that it's gonna pick up buzz of and get what it (laughs) should be but i have a feeling due to the fact like we still haven't been in the you know, let's go to the movies type feel again. That's yet. that's fair. I Aquaman two is a hard movie to get to, and I'll explain more of that later. Um, let's get into the last bit of news, and then we'll take a short break. Um, Sean or James Gunn has been talking about the DC or DCU. One is Margaret Robbie. She's been talking. He's mentioned that she, he wants her back, either as Harley Quinn or as a different character. Uh, just a reminder that he and her work together in the Suicide Squad movie. I, She's a great Harley Quinn. I don't know if I want her back as Harley Quinn. But she was a great Harley Quinn. Like, I have no problems and I think she'd be amazing. But I'm also at a point where like, I almost just want a refresh of these characters. Yeah. 
it, it's just going to be hard to see her as a different character after oh, she's she been could, hard. She could do it. Depending on which character it is. Fair. Um, two more things. Because we'll get into it later. Sean Gunn, James Gunn's brother, is playing Maxwell Lord, who was last played by Pedro Pascal in Wonder Woman 1984. I think it's an interesting choice. I know a lot of people have their negative thoughts on it. I am Maxwell Lord to me is like one of those characters that like I don't feel like he needs to be really a certain type. And if James Gunn wants his brother to play it, I think that's a minimal role that I'm perfectly fine for right. that role. He does play two other roles because he's technically Weasel and he voices a character in Creatures Commandos. But no live-action role, technically. And the last bit of news, Supergirl is almost casted, and might be casted by the time this comes out. Uh, Millie Alcock, Amelia Jones, and Meg Donnelly are all rumored to be the frontrunners. Supergirl, uh, Woman of Tomorrow, is the movie that they're casting her for. And I am excited for that movie, which we'll talk about. But, unless you have any more thoughts, Moser? Nope. We're gonna take a short break. And then we're gonna talk about Aquaman too. Alright, back from break. Time to do Aquaman 2 or Aquaman The Lost Kingdom. And Mozart, I know you've been watching my TikToks because you like all of them. Which I, <laughs> I greatly appreciate that. And I'm like, I was when we were on break, I was like internally debating how I wanted to review this. Because like Normally, when I do state of reviews, and it's like only like three movies, I go through the whole plot of the movie, right, and then give my thoughts in between, like the plot. But on the TikToks, I try to do like a funny intro where I do the. I always rate the title for some reason. Uh huh. I feel like it's a must, and then I do like another like goofy saying, or like I do like an intro. Pros, cons, and then my rating. And part of me wants to... I had another thought of how I wanted to do this, and I kind of just want to recap this like I'm a 12-year-old playing toys, and I want to, like, tell, or maybe, like, an 8-year-old playing toys, and, like, tell you my story of my... Or tell you the story of my play. Because that's how I feel about this movie. <laughs> but I will say, before we start, I have to do the title, because I always have to do the title. Aquaman The Lost Kingdom is like the most boringest title ever that I prefer Aquaman to. Like, I didn't realize it was called Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom until I sat down in the movie theater and it came up and I was like, oh, that's the title. I thought it was just Aquaman (laughs) 2. And I will say, after watching the movie, The Lost Kingdom just doesn't really do it justice. Like, it should have just been Black Manda's Revenge. Or The Black Trident. Or something else that was cooler. The lo- and the Lost Kingdom is just boring. Yeah. It's a boring title. I'll give it a two. So I kinda wanna recap. <laughs> I'm gonna recap this movie. If you don't want spoilers for this movie, skip five minutes. This is your spoiler warning. I will say though, if you do watch and you haven't watched or if you were to watch this or listen to this, recap of mine. And you haven't watched Aquaman 2 yet. 
I'm not ruining much. There is no big plot twist or like reveal that is worthy of me ruining it. Alright. And if this is bad, I don't care. It's just going. It's like I don't know if this is good or not. I was kind of practicing last night after the movie. Alright. So I'm gonna pretend like you're the producer and I'm like the eight-year-old explaining my play. <laughs> so like Aquaman's fighting these bad guys, and they're like pirates, and then he's going pew, 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 and then I'm going to be like, surprise, he's not actually fighting pirates, he's just playing with his toys in front of his son, and that's right, surprise, he has a son, and he's living daddy life, and it sucks, because he has to wake up in the middle of the night, and then he has to go do his day job, which is being a king, and he doesn't like being king, because politics suck, and it's boring, and it's just blah, 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 but he'd rather be Aquaman, because he kicks ass, and everyone thinks he's lame because he talks to fish, but he's not lame because he rides a Harley and he goes in circles and he does burnouts and he's a cool dude listening to rock music. And then Black Mana's in the movie because he's going to be the villain because he's going to get his revenge, but he's not quite powerful enough yet. So he needs to go to get this Black Trident or something to make him super powerful. But surprise, I'm like spitting a lot when I'm doing this. <laughs> Good thing you're not in front of me, Moser. I was like, eight-year-old, hello. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. But then he gets, the tr- he finds the trident, and there's actually like a demon guy in it, and they're just going to be the Necrons from Warhammer. But I'm not going to tell you that yet. You're going to figure out later in the movie. Then he's going to get super powerful, and it's going to talk to him. He's telling him to do evil things, and he's going to need this like cool green glowing fuel source. And we're just going to make it a cool name like Okolit. I don't even remember the name of it. It's just going to start with an L. It's going to sound cool and all sciencey, And then he's going to be trying to go different parts of the ocean to go get vaults. And then he's going to... Five months later, he's in a cool super base. He's going to be in a sub. It's going to be all blacked out. There's going to be cool technical... Like, these cool vehicles with tentacles on it. Very much like the Necrons, but they're not Necrons. They're the Necris, but we're not going to reveal it until later. Then they're going to go to a vault, and then surprise, it's actually Atlantis. And then he's going to get in a fight with Mira, and he's going to hit Mira with the beams. And then Aquaman's going to be like, don't do that to my wife. And they're going to fight, and then he's going to escape. And then they're going to be like, oh, he's using the the weird green stuff, and it's going to ruin the world, and we got to do something quickly. And he's like, and Aquaman's like, you know what? There's only one man to help us with the job, my brother. Like, they're not going to let you... Break him out. And I'm like, we're going to break him out anyway. So he breaks out his brother. And then they go to this this evil base or this evil like pirate town where they do stuff like drinking and gambling. And they're going to talk to the boss there. And the, his brother's like, don't just flex your muscles. We're going to negotiate. And then it didn't go well. He's like, you know what? Flex your muscles. And Aquaman beats the crap out of him until he reveals the secret where he's at. And then they go to the super pirate or super volcano base. And then on the super volcano base, it's actually this area where the green gas fuel stuff that they're getting, the orcolcum? I think it's the orcolcum. It's going to turn all the plants and stuff into monsters, and they're going to have to fight monsters, and they're going to find the base, and they're going to beat up all the bad guys, and then there's a science dude, and he's going to be like, Halt! I have this weapon! And it's specifically designed to kill Atlanteans. He's going to like shut the door. He's like, surprise, I'm surrendering. This guy's crazy. Please stop him. And then they fight. But guess what? He gets away. 
And then Aquaman's like, no, save me. But instead of his brother saving him, it's going to be a surprise. His wife's back. She's all fine and healthy again. And then they realize, or Orm takes the trident, and the trident tells all the secrets that they need to know. And he's like, oh, he needs a bloodline. And they're like, well, he either needs me or the queen. But, oh, surprise, I have a son. So they go back home, and they find that Aquaman's dad got beaten up, and the son's gone. And they're like, oh, it's gonna, it's in Antarctica. So they go to Antarctica, and that's where they reveal the Necrons. I mean, the Necris. And then they have to go to the king, and they need the, the king, uh, the Aquaman's blood to get into the thing to reveal the guy, the evil Necron guy, Necris guy. And then they beat Black Manta, and it's like, surprise, Orm's gonna do it now. But Aquaman reminds him, he's like, Orm, you're not a bad guy now. You're my brother. But it, it's too late anyway, so the dead king rises up, and then he's like, you know what, I'm going to throw the trident, and surprise, it doesn't work. But then a bigger surprise, he throws a second trident, and then everybody is dead, the day is saved, and that's the end of the movie. <laughs> and you're probably thinking, Jake, there's gotta, it's got to be deeper than that, right? It's not. <laughs> it is not deeper than that. Because I forget who wrote the screenplay because I've like watched the credits and I'm like, who wrote this screenplay? And if it turned out the the guy who wrote the screenplay is only like 12 years old, I wouldn't be surprised. Because <laughs> that's probably like my biggest thing about this whole movie is the screenplay sucks. Like there's literally scenes where they get the grammar wrong. <laughs> like there's one scene where like the assistant dude was like, hey, if you... Uh, talking about Orm when you break him out he's like when you broke him out he's going to be super powerful and I'm like wait what did you just say broke him you mean break it they just fucked up on grammar <laughs> how did they let this in the movie <laughs> and there's like there's like a couple moments like that too there's like another moment it's like you know the classic science guys like what have we done it's what did I do and it's like and it doesn't sound bad when I say it out loud but the scene, like, when he says it, it was just so bad. I'm like, it just doesn't register. I want to rant about this movie. Because <laughs> here's the thing. Aquaman 1, I wouldn't say, like, it's a borderline good film. But the thing that Aquaman, the first one, has going for it is the fact that, like, we haven't seen this world yet. And this movie kind of just goes, 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 goes. And it's kind of just fun because it's like, oh, it's Aquaman. We get to see all these cool, crazy creatures. We get to see Atlantis. We get to learn about all these. Like, we get to learn about Ocean Master. We get to learn about Black Manta. We get to learn about Atlantis. We get to learn about Arthur Curry. Like, it's all about these learning experiences. And it, like, almost covers up flaws of the film, being that it's a really shallow screenplay. This movie does not have that coverage. This movie doesn't have the whole like <gasps> new excitement because we've already been here this is just like an added on sequel and it has the same flaws and I kept like finding myself when I was watching this film realizing that like this is a movie about like going deep in the ocean but this movie is so shallow surface wise and Moser, I know you talked to me before, and you're like, oh, man, I was excited for Aquaman 2. 
I think it's going to be better than the first one. And I had to, like, shut the fuck up because I so want to tell you, like, it's not. It is not. If you haven't watched it in theaters yet and I just spoiled it for you, this is good enough. You don't need to know more. I will... Uh, let's talk positives, though. I will say, visually speaking, this movie's actually pretty good. I think the direction-wise, outside of the script and some of the acting, like, I think this movie looks good. I think this could have been a great movie, or at least a good movie. But the screenplay is just so bad. <laughs> Not even, like, the grammar side of things. It's just, like... I found myself really interested in, like, the politics of, like, the whole... Because there's that one point where, like, you're not fit to be king, Arthur. And he's, like, falling asleep at these meetings. And, like, they're talking about whether or not they should reveal themselves to the surface world. And then, like, black man attacks. And, like, they're questioning his leadership. And I'm like, that's interesting. Like, that... Especially when they bring Orm. And Orm's, like, all political. And he's actually, like, still caring about Atlantis. And I'm like, this is some really cool dynamics and relationships but they just gloss over it it's just words and there's like a whole point where they're like i'm gonna break orm out to help and actually i'm gonna back up a little bit because like this movie speaks a lot but doesn't really show like they'll start a mission and they'll like they'll speak the plan as they do the plan i'm like that doesn't make sense to me like i understand like exposition wise like you like this is information that we need to know, but I'm like this is just just a lazy way to show it. And honestly, if I had explained the screenplay, it's lazy. It is so lazy. Like when they like do the cutscenes and they not cutscenes, but they'll cut and they'll be like they'll show the location on the bottom. It's not like Atlantic Ocean and Pacific Ocean. It's somewhere in the Atlantic. Somewhere in the Pacific. Like, you son of a bitches can't even, like, tell us where it is. Like, just look at a map, point the coordinates down, and put it down there. Because then we can, like, at least look it up. Like, ideally where it is on a map. But no, it's somewhere in the Pacific. Somewhere in the Atlantic. I'm like, just don't even fucking say anything at that point. Like, it's just lazy. Like, you don't even have the decency to, like, visually put it on a map... And, like, at least say, like, it's 400 miles east or south of, like, a certain island. Like, I'm probably not going to know where it is, but at least, like, tell me. Like, to me, it's just lazy if you don't do the work. And there's so many lazy parts, too. Because Black Mana, he has the Orichalcum. I think it's Orichalcum is the actual term of it. He has the Orichalcum. And the orichalcum is supposed to be bad for the environment. And they're like, oh, if he uses it right away, it's going to be um, like a, this huge problem for the earth, like immediately. And they say it, but they never show it. And they do kind of show it later. But like they talked about global warming before they even found the stuff and talked about how global warming was a problem. One, it's climate change now, not global warming. That's another thing, too. I know it's different universes, but I'm like, at least call it climate change, because like that's the now correct term. I don't. I just realized they did that. I don't care that much, but like, this is how lazy it is. Like, at least put the right stuff. My daughter's screaming in the background. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, like, they're like, oh, if you use it right away. Like, they made it urgent, but, like, they didn't show it was urgent. To me, I'm like, why is this an urgent thing? And, like, immediately, Aquaman's like, I gotta go get my brother. He's the only one who knows Black Mana. I'm like, why? Like, to me, that's like, he even speaks, like, this is the last thing I want to do. I'm like, to me, everything that's been shown so far doesn't meet the criteria to break your evil brother out of jail. <laughs> like, if it is, like, that dire, show it being that dire. And then they break him out of jail. And it's, like, at a desert. It's, like, these weird creatures with, like, these weird horse bug-like creatures. They barely explain it. It's all talk anyway. He breaks them out. He has long hair. And literally the next scene, his long hair is gone. It's short and cut. And they're all, all in different clothes. He's, like, went from this skinny dude into this large dude and they kind of explain it because it's like hey he's dehydrated that's why he's skinny if he gets water he'll be fine again they do explain it but the fact that like his hair gets immediately cut the next scene I'm like what the fuck is this like at least show like a scene of like some aqua like Antlantean technology cutting his hair or something like this is like ultra lazy and like when they're on the island of like the the super bugs, super like rats, and like all the monsters are like overgrown. And Aquaman kept saving his life. And the thing is, he never really saved his life. He just jokingly says, I saved your life again. And the fact that, like, in that same area, Aquaman's like literally getting crushed by rocks and he gets saved, they didn't like show who saved him. And I'm like, oh, okay, the classic like redemption arc story. They didn't even do that. <laughs> It was like, nope, it's his wife. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, at least, like, do the obvious thing where, like, the redemption story where, like, he saves his brother. And he does save another person later on. Orm does. And, like, they do the tease. Like, he just looks away and walks as this other guy's falling to his death. and But, like, it shows that he comes around to save him. And he does save Mira at one point. But I'm like, at least have him save his brother. Because, like, if you're going to have multiple lines of dialogue talking about Aquaman saving you... And, like, this character's on a redemption arc. At least, like, have him save. And then at the end where Orm, like, temporarily, like, betrays Aquaman. And is, like, taken over by the evil spirit of the Trident. And, like, starts to release him. Like, there was no indication that he was going to betray Aquaman at any point. The only reason why it's there is because he was a bad guy at one point And hated him at one point. But the movie does no work for that moment. And I'm like, what the fuck is this scene? <laughs> and the whole thing, like, it's really funny because he's like, you're not a, you're not a bad guy. You're my brother. And that, and like the last little bit too, the evil guy shows up and he's just like there, like, oh, I'm going to take over and they throw a trident and I'm like, oh, it's going to be over. Thank God. And he catches it and I'm like, oh, there's another bat, like another battle scene. Dang it, I really want to get out of this movie theater. <laughs> and then, like, Orb's like, here's the trident, Arthur. And he throws the other his own trident at him and then kills him. I'm like, that's, like, the only twist in this whole movie is the fact that the first one doesn't kill him, the second one does. And, like, so the whole bit, like, the big battle of the whole film is only on screen for, like, two minutes. Not even. 
And I will say, they do just take Necrons from Warhammer 40k, which I wouldn't know if it wasn't thanks to Tom, nerdier than you, Chatfield. I did tell him I was going to shout him out. Because here's the thing about the Necrons. They're organized, they're um, evil species. They're not evil species. They're a species that's very, very old. They ended up all, like the leader, I could be butchering this, turn the citizens into machines, and they're all fueled by this glowing green source. And they're like for they're essentially monsters. And this movie literally just took Necrons for 40k into this because glowing green fuel. Old like leader turned the whole instead of like cyborgs, they turned them into evil monsters with gr- glowing green eyes. They're literally called the Necris. Necrons. Necris. They didn't even try to like switch it up. <laughs> And, like, the vehicles that I have for the... Because we... Like, that's our Don't Evolve Me uh, 40K Army is the Necrons. And so we have, like, the vehicles for it. The vehicles are very much the same. The same vehicles that Black Mana has in the Necros Army. And I'm like, this is... You just copy and paste it and barely did enough to switch over. (laughs) So... That's my Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom rant. My rating on it's it's a two. I was debating between two or two plus. Visually wise, it does look really cool. Black Mana is probably one of my favorite like villains. Not so much like DCU, but I will say just in general, like visually, he looked really great in this movie. It just didn't do enough. It's a two. I'm sorry, Moser. <laughs> this movie is not good. This movie's almost trash if it wasn't for the visual directing. If it wasn't for the visual effects in the direction, like the directing, it would have been a one. The screenplay's a one. It's <laughs> awful. Also, Jason Momoa, I like him as an actor. I don't mind if he, like if Jason Momoa was casted in another role and it was like a side role for like a side character in a, like a show or a movie, I think he'd be great. He is not a leading role. Not at all. Because there's like, in the beginning, he does a narration. And he cannot narrate to save his fucking life. Because he's just like, I'm king. I do this. I do that. I do that. And I do it. And there's like no pacing. He's just rapidly going through. And I'm like, this just sounds awful. This sounds like an amateur on YouTube. This sounds like, I feel like I could have done a better job than Jason Momoa. And I don't have practice. Like, it's not great. So that that's my rant. It's a two. Don't see it in theaters. It's not really worth it. It's a non-glorious end for the DCU. And Moses, you've been quiet for too long. Let, let's, let's get <laughs> you back in. Let's talk DCU. This is our segue. All right. Should we get into, like, the questions and the talking point of the DCU? Or should we get into ratings right away? No, you know what? No. Let's... The DCU is now over. There's 16 films, technically one TV show, but I feel like Peacemaker doesn't really constitute as DCEU. Plus, I'm pretty sure it's going to be considered DCU. So we'll just we'll just focus on the 16 movies. We won't focus on Joker. We won't focus on the Batman. What are your thoughts on this particular franchise? Now that it's over with. 
Uh, not that great. When, when, when you think of when they made it, it was almost like it came out to combat Marvel. It was. Like, literally, it was made to combat Marvel, and it failed almost every time. I don't know if I would say it failed every time, but it was very much they wanted to make their own MCU. And I think, one, having Zack Snyder do Man of Steel, which I know you just watched, and you you gave its praises. I feel like Zack Snyder is the choice to even do a first film. Isn't great. And that film is fine. Like, I have... When I first watched it, I actually really liked it. But now that I'm like a... I got really into like comic books. I got really into Superman. It's one of those movies where I don't like it anymore. Simply because like it just doesn't feel like Superman a lot of the times. It's the same David Esquire. I just talked about in the Dark Knight trilogy for Batman Begins. I actually don't like that script that much anymore. Now watching it. And Man of Steel is literally kind of just copy paste from Batman Begins. And I just don't feel like it's a great formula for success because it starts like 20, 30 minutes into the like the fate of Krypton. And then it gets into this like grim Man of Steel, like Superman. Yeah. And like Superman's literally about hope. Not that he's like a cheery like Spider-Man character. He's more stoic. But, like, he has that, like, grim smile to his face. And Henry Cavill did a great job. There was, like, a scene at the end of that movie where he smiles at, the like, the military. I'm like, yes, this scene right here, this is Superman. This is how Superman should act. But the, his whole, like, brooding, like, start, didn't really care for. Uh, that's me going off on Man of Steel. Um, but I, I was very, like... When they announced Batman versus Superman instead of Man of Steel 2, and that's going to be, like, the start of, like... The, the DCEU I was hesitant that it was going to be Snack, Zack Snyder because I'm like he doesn't understand Superman but I will say I was very excited for Batman versus Superman that was the movie that like I went in with about a 9 or a 10 excitement what are your thoughts or what was your excitement at that point in time Honestly, with that, I I was excited for it, but it was more of like probably a six, five six. or six, because <coughs> I know at that point we had so much Batman. Dark Knight, but, yep. But I wanted at least some kind of Batman in this universe type movie even if it they like threw him in before this because this is one of the more like epic rivalries yeah of well, the DCU of like I wouldn't even call it a rival they're friends but this is before that this yeah. movie was before they became friends. This is basi- uh, this is basically 
kind of Batman learning who Superman is. Yeah. At that point, yeah. he Superman was just this alien. It's that, intri- It was an intriguing premise. But it didn't really give the backstory of, you know, is this young Batman? Is this old Batman? You know, mm-hmm. what Batman is this? We were kind of just thrown and had to figure out what Batman this was of, like... Is he still like battling the Joker and all yeah. of his villains, or is this like he's already been battling him for forty years, so, and now all of a sudden this new person comes in, and we're getting the old Batman that basically has all of his like gadgets and everything that, which that's technically what yeah. we got because he made a suit to fight Superman. We got an alternate universe Batman, which isn't a bad thing. But I also don't know if it was a great choice. The Batman that we got was a 40-year-old Dark Knight Returns like Batman. Even though Batman, like, that Batman's 60, this one's 40, where he has faced the Joker, but it was Dick Grayson who died, not Jason Todd. And then he, like, this alien comes because he's, like, the only real hero. There's not, like, superpowers until Superman comes. And that changes the dynamic of everything. And Batman, who's now older, probably more pessimistic. I think there's a better word. I can't think of, like, the word. It's on the top of my head. Um, Cynical, maybe. Yeah. There's, like, a different word that I know would fit more. If I hear it, I'll be like, aha. Like, he has such a, like bad look on things and i really like the idea of like what i was hoping they would do because one superman kills a man of steel yep and i think that would have been a cool moment where like hey you killed your evil alien and like all of his fears leads up to a battle and then like you know reveal like no he's actually a good dude like i was excited for that premise because i'm like that's a batman story we haven't seen and it makes sense but the story we got wasn't quite that. No. It was like Superman kind of already turned and it wasn't because of Batman. And Batman, his hatred for Superman was understandable kind of because his building fell down. But like, it didn't felt it didn't feel like Bruce Wayne. And I thought it was a huge mistake for Zack Snyder to skip like, I think it was a big mistake for Warner Bros. to be like, Zack Snyder, you did great with Man of Steel. We're going to give you this universe. And then he went off and created characters that wasn't true to, like, the core of Batman and Superman. And I think that's the biggest mistake that Zack Snyder made and Warner Brothers made. Is Zack Snyder, one, Zack Snyder has a fetish, I believe, for destroying characters, breaking down characters. He, like... He does, and he talks about it in interviews. He's like, "Oh yeah, I really like Superman, but I want to like change him into like this other character and break him down where he's like more edgier and like he had to kill." And it's like that's that's not Superman. That's like Elseworld Superman. That's alternative Superman. Batman being the same where he brands his victims and he uses guns and he has like no care about their lives. I'm like, that's not Batman. That's just a different vigilante. And I think that's where the mistake was, is you had someone in charge 
who didn't respect the characters for who they are. And I feel like this is two sides of the coins because, like, once Justice League came out and his whole family situation came where his daughter took her life and he had to step away from the project and they're like, the executives were like, all right, we need somebody else to, like, make these characters and, you know, Justice League was released and that was the first time I felt like those characters were truly, like, the comic book accurate characters. But there is a flip side because that movie sucked. That movie was atrocious. Zack Snyder's Justice League was actually pretty decent. It was a pretty decent film. And there is a part of me that wants to actually see Zack Snyder's version of this universe play out. Because, like, it is interesting. But I don't... If you're going to make something rival the MCU, you can't do an Elseworld alternative story. You have to be true to the characters. And that's where I think Zack Snyder failed because he wasn't true to characters flash is not flash uh superman wasn't really superman no it wasn't really until like shazam where it was like the first time shazam felt like shazam even aquaman wasn't truly aquaman which i think that's fine because aquaman doesn't have much of a personality it's more of a stoic personality Uh whereas like this is just jason momoa and I'm, I'm fine with that because I think that choice is... I don't know if Jason Momoa is the man to do that, but I think like Aquaman could use that change. But Barry Allen, even though I like Ezra Miller's version of Barry Allen at the end, I'm like, ah, it's just not... It doesn't feel like the characters I knew. Whereas for Marvel, 100%, these are the characters that I like knew from the comic books. Every character feels... Like, Iron Man feels like Iron Man. Captain America feels like Captain America. Hulk feels like Hulk. Thor, even when they switched his personality into a more goofier side, still felt like Thor. Like, you can make changes. Like, uh, Star-Lord, for example. It made him goofier instead of, like, more heroic. But, like, you like that was a character to change because most characters didn't know. And it changed for the better. And it fit the universe. Whereas, like, these characters changed to be edgier, but it wasn't better. Right. Sorry for, like, the long rant here. (laughs) So, should we do our rankings? I'm sitting here, like, I have 15 movies. What's the 16th? Uh, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. It's on here. Because I I have Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, Blue Beetle, Flash, Shazam. You have both Shazams? Yep. Uh, Both Wonder Woman? I do have both Wonder Woman. Do you I have, have both set. Justice Leagues, both versions? Yep. Uh, Black Adam? It was just here. Where'd it go? What the heck? Do you not have Black Adam? I'm sitting here like, yep, somehow Black Adam came up. All right. We found it. I will say, like, when we were talking, like, do you have both Suicide Squads? Do you have both Justice League? Do you have both uh, Shazam and Wonder Woman? Which, those are sequels, and Aquaman's a sequel. But, like, the Suicide Squads, they had to really redo Suicide Squad. Yep. <laughs> and they had to redo Justice League. Like, I feel like that just tells you how. That, that how bad some of these are. Okay. How do you have Lost Kingdom on there? Well, because, so I just went on to the DCEU. Okay. And 
highlighted the chart and copy pasted to do the ranking. Okay. And for some reason, Black Adam popped off. It was okay. actually on the list, and I'm like, I don't remember deleting it. And it should be down here towards like Shazam and the Flash, but it's not there. How do you want to do this? Do you want to? You want to switch it up and do a draft, where we'll draft like which which movies are like, see which one can have like the best output. And we'll just do our rankings as a draft board. That's totally fine. Let's do that. I think that's more interesting than just like numbering it. Right. All right. I'm going to like figure out, do it short real quick. Eight, two, perfect. Not perfect. Cause like it's literally in the middle of my rankings. Whatever. It's <laughs> fine. Okay. I'm going to give you first. First up. Oh, Blue Beetle. You're doing Blue Beetle right now? Yeah. That, I know you told me. Blue, you I was it. like, Blue Beetle is my number one just because the way I look at it is this is an origin movie. So it's not supposed to be this like epic, perfect dive into it. And the way they did Blue Beetle was great. They made it comical. They actually made it like kind of like realistic of like this kid now just basically got attached with a basically death bug yeah. or armor that controls his body too and it actually shows like him I wouldn't say maturing but like getting used Growing. to it and grow the have the yeah. growth that for origin movies I would say this somewhat yeah, I could be wrong, but rivals the Iron Man movie, which I think Iron Man was probably one of the better origin stories because it actually like okay. showed the growth of the character throughout the movie yeah. of him becoming the Iron Man. I Blue Beetle's nine on my list. I think it's a good origin movie. I think it's one of those movies because I think. Uh, for hype, it's like a two. Most people didn't think this movie was going to be good. And I think when they watched it, they were surprised at how good this was. But I think at the end of the day, it's still a small-scale movie. And I put it nine. And maybe I'm lower on it. I don't know. To me, it was a decent story. Decent origin. It's a character that I like. It's one of my favorite characters in Young Justice. It's one that I was excited to see. But I felt like the movie for... Like, you had to make an excuse for it. And origin movies usually are lower on my list. Because there's so much time developing a character. And I think you're right. Iron Man's like one of the best ones. If not the best origin movie. Shang-Chi's another one that's up there as well. Right. Maybe Spider-Man, the the very first Spider-Man. Right. For, I think Shazam's a better origin movie. But I think Blue Beetle is up there. I'm going to take the Suicide Squad for my first pick. To me, this is the only movie... Actually, I had two movies that I gave fours. Like in the four range. Even four minuses. Suicide Squad's the only movie I can say it's great, no question about it. James Gunn, he just makes great movies. This movie's great. 
like I was surprised all the way through. I didn't know I was going to die. The first opening scene where they have like the, all these characters and they're like, surprise, this isn't the cast. This isn't like the actual characters. It's these characters. And you kind of knew that. But like, <coughs> I felt like this movie just like really enabled or really embodied what the Suicide Squad was about. And it was just a blast. So that's my first pick. What's your second? Man of Steel. Okay. Okay. Because, in my opinion, it's not... it. Like you said, it made it like the darker Superman. Mm-hmm. That, with what he was going with, was he was going darker. He was changing it up. Yeah, it doesn't fit the comics. No. But you could see kind of what way he was going in oh, with I, yeah. all the movies. So yep. this one kind of set the pace. It does. So I will say the whole like his dad going like this, like no son, let me die, so your secret yep. is safe. Like that's stupid. I did when that happened. I'm like, this is the, the for a way for his dad to die, basically dying because he didn't want his son to you know save him in front of all those people i kind of was like that's really not a whole lot of people not a whole lot of people he's so fast they wouldn't even see him move like it was a very traumatic experience where they probably wouldn't even believe what they saw and if they did and they asked him to like not say anything they probably wouldn't right and also he died to save the dog Right, he died to save the dog. And on top of this, his son's already been revealed to the kids on the bus. Yeah. Of just like, you you had all those kids. And these are kids. They're not like adults or anything. And kids talk. And it's just like, so if you were able to brush this under the rug, how would you not be able to brush of like, you couldn't make it of like, oh no, the tornado like blew me all the way over here. Like Mm. I went flying towards you guys. Uh, It wasn't my son. I'm like, if you were able to, were there were many eyewitnesses to him pushing a bus out of the freaking lake and put that under the rug. I'm pretty sure like the tornado thing would have just like, not matter. <laughs> I don't think it would have. And even if it did, I think I don't know. It was it was dumb. There's a lot of dumb moments in Zack Snyder movies that don't make sense when you really think about it. Um uh, for my number two, I had Man of Steel at number seven for me. Uh it's one of those films that like originally I had it like one for the longest time until Wonder Woman came out. But after getting the no man or Superman a lot more, I like hate this film. <laughs> just it just I will say I like the fight scenes but also like Metropolis just like getting destroyed and Superman like being one of the main fig- reasons why it's getting destroyed I'm like that's also not Superman he would care that his city's getting destroyed <laughs> he would like purposely move it out so it wouldn't be destroyed like who is this like I know he's a rookie yeah I'm going to stop talking about Man of Steel. Because <laughs> I could make a whole episode about how like that movie bothers the fuck out of me. And that's the next uh, movie I have to rate on TikTok. And that's going to be fun. I kind of want to rewatch these movies, though, as much as it pains me. <laughs> For my number two is the one that we watched together, The Flash. 
Nice. <clears throat> I had that at number four. I think there's a lot of movie. There's a lot of people that hate this movie, and I I understand that hate because I think the ending was bad. Yeah, and I think if you watched Across the Spider Verse before this movie, your opinion of this film is going to be worse because Across the Spider Verse does the multiverse so amazingly well, whereas the Flash does not. However, if you just look at the Flash's story. Barry Allen's story in this and Ezra Miller's acting and that's like the focal point that you focus on this is a great film uh-huh. I will say though this movie starts great and it turns bad quickly I think I might have to change my 4 minus originally lower because in retrospect I'm like ah, it ends closer to meh than great but I put this number 2 on my list because I'm like, this is like the only movie that really hits that peak for me. All right, what's your number three? Zack Snyder's Justice League. Ooh, I have this eight. Explain. So, this came <coughs> a while after the first... Well, actually, yeah, quite a while after Justice League and... To me, the first release, Justice League, just did not feel right. Of, like, more of kind of, like, where are you going with this? Because you went from dark and broody to this fun of just, like, where are you? Josh Whedon humor. Uh Uh-huh. And it was kind of just, like, so you, you, you have these brooding characters. And you bring them all together. You have the kind of like neutral Wonder Woman who's just you know, not yeah. not funny, but not brooding. Yeah, she's kind of just like the neutral of just like, yeah, save. Which is actually and, like I feel like that's her character. She's more neutral, right? And you bring the brooding Superman, you bring the brooding Batman, and then you bring the comical Aquaman and the comical Flash together with a brooding cyborg, right? And it's kind of just like, so you have all these brooding characters, but then you have these two fun-loving dudes <laughs> come into this that just literally are, like, making fun of the brooding guys. And you just have Wonder Woman who's just, like, boys. <laughs> of, like, you either have the really pissed-off, upset people, mm-hmm. or the guys that could really give a shit and are going to say comical and make it funny that it's just like I don't understand where this is going with that when Zack Snyder's came out you you have that clash but there's more of a story to it of like where it's heading mm-hmm. with the ending of it being basically the apocalyptic Superman goes evil Yep, because the Joker kills Lois Lane in it like that's the story of it because he goes you mean injustice basically that Lois Lane doesn't die in this movie that isn't that I thought because it's well that's evil. injustice oh well no I... it, at the end the end credits oh are right right them right, all right, getting right. together and it's an evil Superman of like they kill oh, yeah. Lois Lane now I'm like. Okay, I like this direction of, like, this explains why you've yeah. been doing all the broodiness and, like, making it, of basically making it like this. Because you're going to do this universe yeah. 
and you didn't want to like oh kind of makes like superman is never gonna do this you kind of leaned into it's an interesting direction for this film and i feel like they took one i feel like this film being four hours is just not necessary because there's so many like slow-mo shots of like just people (laughs) walking like i it's like man you could at least cut some things you don't have to use all of your footage at least cut some parts because i don't need to watch this man walk for 30 seconds um but i will say like the story makes sense and i will say Zack snyder's like actual cuts where he like gets full control of like the cuts and times constraint same with uh batman versus superman i think like his the snyder cut of that film is a lot better than the original version and i will say justice league it's a for me because like that movie i still hate the direction that he's going but i can't lie and say it's not interesting it shouldn't be main canon it shouldn't be like the main universe but at the same point i'm like you know what i either want I don't want this like half and half, like the studio intervening and trying to like curve his direction. I either want none of Zack Snyder or all of it, preferably none of it. But like, if he's going to be a part of it, I want to see where he's going. Cause he's at least an interesting director. His choices are at least interesting, right? They're a worthy of watch. Even rebel moon that came out. I want to like, I haven't watched that movie yet. I hear it's atrocious, but I'm at least interested to see how it turned out. I want to like at least see it. Right. I don't expect good things because like Zack Snyder, I think overall isn't a great director, at least when it comes to writing stories. I think his storytelling is awful, but I think there is like 300 Watchmen are great films. And I think if you have the right person writing for him, he can be great. Because his directing is good. We gotta move on. Number three for me is Shazam. Oh, I have that at six. This movie is... I just... I love Shazam as a character. Right. And this movie just embodies... This is the first film where I really feel like the comic book character came to life. And Zachary Levi just... The kid, like, the actor who plays the kid doesn't do a good job of playing Billy Batson. I think, like, he has such a serious take, and I'm like, Billy Batson's goofy. Like, he's a, he's like a kid kid. Right. He's not a serious adult kid. He's a kid kid. And then Zachary Levi is a kid, like, in an adult body. And I, I really liked his acting. I really just like the parts where they're just testing the powers. <laughs> like, that's the best part of the film. It's just them fucking around with his powers. And it's hilarious. It's comical. Like, especially with the song Humble in the background, that trailer. It's one of my favorite trailers. Because it's just, like, it's just a fun watch. So this movie's a three for me. Because it's always, it's it's a fun movie to watch. Um, yeah, it's number three. All right, what's your four? Shazam Fury of the Gods. Oh, you're going for your... Okay. Yeah. Shazam 2. All right. Because I feel like they hit Shazam, and this is where... It's the movie where, yeah, it starts out of, like, you know, the family's still all superheroes, and, like, they're trying to be superheroes, but this movie kind of, like, takes that next notch in his story of where he actually starts realizing and taking stuff seriously of he is a superhero. He's not the, the 
kid that need, is going to be messing around with his powers yeah. anymore. He actually takes it serious and actually is like, I'm actually the one <coughs> person that can actually stop this right now as, like, you know, his family loses the power because they're stealing it back. I am so mad at Dwayne Johnson because he Black Adam really should have been the villain for this movie. Because <laughs> I felt like this movie... We've reviewed it. We've seen it together. Right. It is the most generic superhero of all time. It's like somebody's like, hey, make me a Shazam movie on an AI chat GPT. And they wrote this. And I would, it's the greatest generic superhero movie of all time. It hits all the buttons. Right. But it's not like, it's one of those movies that are like, it just doesn't feel, there's no heart. There's no soul. Like Zachary Levi is the heart of it. Right, but it's like to me, it's it's eleven on my list. I have it uh, behind. No, wait, ten. It's ten on my list. I have it behind Blue Beetle. I think it's it's a solid movie. It's fun. If you don't think about it that much, it's up there. But yeah. All right, I'm gonna do Wonder Woman. I'm actually surprised that I got Wonder Woman at four. Because for some, for a lot of people, that's the best one. And I find that this is one of the last episode that I did, I called The Dark Knight the most overrated superhero movie of all time. Wonder Woman might be second on my list for over most overrated superhero movies of all time. Because when this movie came out, they're like, oh, this is a great movie. I'm like, no, it's it's not a great movie. There's great parts. The right. beginning. Uh, Chris Pine kind of makes this movie. Not that Gal Gadot does a bad job, but like he kind of pushes it through because like it's just those two going back and forth mm-hmm. and like that's just fun it's you know that whole amazon you know island of women type of story they're flirting around with the idea that this movie flirts with that idea right and chris pine flirting with that idea is just a fun genuine watch the movie the middle of the movie gets boring and the last part is for the most part good and still the cgi battle i think <laughs> the the choice of having Ares, like the surprise, like who is Ares is great, but I hate the motivation because like Ares gets powerful by just war. But no, it's like I'm mad at humans for killing the gods. It's like uh, revenge. Is that like I want power. I want that as a motivation. Right. You know, like have him just be this force that wants war to get powerful. And he's like trying to take reins over. But no, instead it's a revenge mission. And I'm like, ah, it's fine wonder woman though is four on my list i think it is a pretty good the great film it's the first film that i felt that like was really it did feel like wonder woman i did say shazam felt like shazam wonder woman was close and it was the first film that i can really say it was like this is a good the great film this is almost a great film this is like a three three plus for me i i I have it down at 11 you have it at 11 Uh sexist no Uh, i just was like the more movies were coming out, I was like, so, like, it just, it wasn't a horrible movie. It just wasn't, like... Exciting? Uh, yeah, it wasn't, like... I agree. It was kind of just, like, okay, well, now you're kind of... 
she was a part of Batman versus Superman, and this is the movie you choose to like. Inter- like you're almost backtracking with this of like this should have came out before Batman and Superman of just like her being. There's in- a lot of movies like that though. Yeah. All right, what's five for you? Uh, Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice. You're taking BVS. All right. Yeah. All right. I have. That's twelve for me. I don't like this movie. I told you I was a ten, like a nine out of ten in excitement. My excitement for the DCU after the, watching this film was a three. <laughs> Actually, okay, hold on. It was like a five. It became a two after Suicide Squad, but we won't talk about Suicide Squad yet. <laughs> BVS at five. Okay, explain. <clears throat> well, I technically have this at number nine, but I mean. <clears throat> Compared to all the others, after watching some of the really bad ones, mm-hmm. I'm like, after watching them, I'm like, this, this really wasn't that horrible compared to some of them where it's, it, it came out with so much excitement because it's like, yeah, this is the Batman versus Superman. Like, this is normally one of the more, like, you know, Iron Man versus Captain America of like this is like the two heads that normally will bump mm. and it they're making it into it of like this is how you're introducing Batman this is and I mean it in my opinion it wasn't horrible but it definitely flopped for the hype that it was giving us yeah the hype was a four this movie's a two for me um the Ultimate Edition is like 3 minus or the Snyder Cut. I forget exactly what the title they went with. I thought it was oh. Ultimate, maybe. Something like that. Yeah. Extended Cut. Something like that. It, it The Snyder Cut makes more sense when you actually watch it. The plot makes sense. Lex Luthor makes sense. Right. But the theatrical release does not. Like I'm like, what is Lex Luthor doing? What's his plan? Like I don't really know... The motivations of Superman and Batman were kind of just meh. Like, I thought this movie, story-wise, should have been a lot better. And also, the Martha scene was just (laughs) god-awful. Like, Martha! That's my mother's name! Like, like I'm not gonna, like... It just took this serious film and made it silly. It was silly. I will say the Batman fight scene to save Martha was fucking dope. Yeah, this movie's really low on my list. All right, I um, this is another one I'm surprised I'm getting, but I think this is a movie that's actually more lower on everybody's list, and I honestly might have to say this is the movie I'm taking at number five, and this is five on my list. Birds of Prey is probably the most underrated superhero movie of all time. And one, it really shouldn't be called Birds of Prey. I know they're in it. But it really should be Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. Because this is a Harley Quinn movie through and through. It's all about her growth. It's all about her breaking up with Joker. And Joker's not even in it. And they made it work somehow. This movie, I don't know why, but I can go back and watch it. Ian McGregor as Black Mask, even though Black Mask like doesn't wear his mask often. I just like seeing him in a villain role. It's just fun. And Harley Quinn just being Harley Quinn to a T of like her. I feel like this is the most Harley Quinn she's been 
in the three or four films, I think three films she's been in, right? Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad, Birds of Prey. That's no, That's just, t- technically, if right, that's the only three she's been in. Like this is the most Harley Quinn. Yeah, and I like I like her narration. I like how it like backstep too. I like how the some of the action scenes with her and the bat and just breaking bones. Like I don't know why this movie is so underrated. And why people don't like it, other than the fact that they're sexist against any woman movies, and that is a trend. And I'm not necessarily saying that that's the reason why people are low in this movie. That's probably my leading suspicion. But this movie just, as a film, is... I really like it. It's number five on my list. It's one of the last few films that I'm like, yeah, this is borderline great. Yeah, I would say this is the last like borderline great film. So yeah, Birds of Prey is number five, and I'm surprised that I got it at five. I'm, I'm surprised I'm five for five on my top five. This, this draft's going great for me. Thank you. All right, what's your number six? He's thinking, looking at his draft board. Uh, actually, uh, thanks for leaving it. Suicide Squad. The original the first one, yeah. That's sixteen on my list. I was hoping you'd take it from me, <laughs> because I'm like, you're totally fine taking Birds of Prey because that's fifteen on my list. That's fifteen. You underrated, sexist. No, I just couldn't get it moved too slow, and ADHD was kicking in, and I'm just like, there were no points at all that grabbed me for that. Really. Movie. Not a single one of just like not even like beanbag police scene where she's like narrating the whole time it's slow mo and it's like like there's literally confetti and she's hitting everyone with the beanbag with music in the background that scene didn't even like that scene popped my ADHD I'm like nope not even a I gotta like just, show you that just, scene and sit you I down I literally was like, just like so it. we're going the same way with like. The breakdown of Suicide Squad, where we do more slow mo. I know you like this movie, and I know this is a movie you have high up there. Explain to the audience why you're picking this movie. At six, it's it's reasonable to pick it at six. I well, actually, I have it at number ten on my list. You keep taking some of my higher ranked ones, and I'm just like, okay, what's next in line? I'm just <laughs> like, and now I'm down at number ten on my list. That. So it's more of it was one of the more kind of fun ones where, yeah, it was serious, but it actually had more of that fun attention grabbing of like, you know, plus it was also one where it was like, haha, the big lady fucked up because one of her ones that were on the suicide squad is actually the villain because you thought you had control but you actually don't because this is like a super powered person and you can think you have them no the, the just the setup of like the th- the way they're controlling it is her heart and it's kind of just like it's really not gonna be that hard for someone to steal that i think this is another movie i could explain as if i was a 12 year old playing toys this also 12-year-old hates helicopters. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure... Uh, is it David S. Clark? No, it's a 
different David. We already had this conversation in the last pod. Um, there's so many helicopters crash like in this movie that I'm like, <laughs> this person hates helicopters or they're afraid of helicopters because there's like three or four helicopters that oh, crash. Definitely. And then it's like part of the, like the plot point. <laughs> I do not like this movie. This is one of those. This is like I said. This is the movie that killed my excitement for the DCEU. And I think like the problem was, I promised my cousin that I would go with him because he came down to visit me. But my partner at the time also wanted to go see it with me, so I made plans to go see it twice. And I, this is a movie I was excited for because I watched uh, Batman Assault on Arkham, which is an amazing Suicide Squad uh, film. It's called Batman. It really shouldn't be. It's Suicide Squad through and through. And it's arguably the best Suicide like, story that I've seen. Even even including my first pick of the Suicide Squad. I almost think that anime movie is a better story than this one. And I watched this movie twice. <laughs> and I remember watching it the first time and be like, my god, this is awful. And then my partner at the time being excited like oh we're gonna go see it i'm like do we have to yeah you promised i know but do we have to because this movie is awful like this is like one of the few movies i'm i think i gave it a two minus at one point i'm close to a one plus because the first (laughs) half hour is like one of the best parts of this film but it's not even good because it's just a 30 minute music video of them showing like the infographics of every character and those were the best scenes and after that like it wasn't colorful anymore it was just like them going against dark blob monsters and like the whole plot was this like she creates a team and the whole team all it does is save her like that was the plan not the save the world like it, it the plot didn't make sense the joker was there when it he really shouldn't have been I will say the character work was good. Like, I think Harley Quinn was good in this film. Will Smith's Deadshot was good in this film. The co- It won an Oscar for its costumes. And it did have some pretty good costumes. But yeah, overall story-wise, this movie's 16. So, yes, I'm happy you, take it. you took it. <laughs> Alright, I'm wearing the hat. Taking Aquaman at 6. And I'm, I'm okay taking Aquaman at six. I think, uh, yes, I have it six on my list. I already talked about this movie because this movie is... This movie's fun because it, it, it sits in that space, like I said before, of even though like the plot is shallow, the, the screenwriting is meh, they kind of just go here, go here, go here, go here, go here. But like there's so much fun action with that like simple story. There's so much like fun lore building. Uh, it was just a fun film. Like, I have it higher than Man of Steel, which I have at 7. So, yeah, I have Aquaman at 6. And I'm okay taking it at 6. I think that's a win for me. I think I'm, I think I'm winning this draft. But I think that's how we're supposed to, like, think this. <laughs> I will say 7 and 8 will not... It, it's it's going to be low on my list. I'm not going to like any 7 or 8 films. <laughs> All right. Who are you taking at seven? <sighs> the first Justice League that came out. Oh, thank you for that. That's 15 because, on my list. Because I have... 
only remaining of like Black Adam <coughs> and Wonder Woman 1984, which I found those two really atrocious. For what? We'll talk talk about Justice League, but Justice League, like it. Like I said before, like the Snyder Cut was a lot better. But this one, it was still somewhat of a fun movie of seeing all of them come together like the original mm-hmm. Justice League. Well, that's basically all it was, was the hype. It, it wasn't that great because it almost was like their story was all over the place. And basically there was the moment they all finally came together and were like, we need to work together. And then magically they were able to do it. And, like, I... This movie was at least, like, fun in the sense of, like, the characters. Right. Like, I I, I have this ranked at, like, 13, so... It's 15 for me. Thank you for taking it. Of, like, well, technically this is, like, next in line (laughs) for, for my ranking of just, like... Uh, I've been like in double digits of taking my movies for the past three picks of just like, nope, you took that one. Yep, you took that one. Damn it. What the hell? (laughs) Well, I know I just said this last time. I'm wearing the hat. I'm taking Aquaman 2. I'm making this a little bit easier on you or harder because now I'm actually making you have a choice. I just spent 15 minutes ranting on how this movie sucks, and now I'm taking it at 7. This movie at least visually is pleasing, and there is some, like... I will say, Jason Momoa is at least fun. I'm not saying... It's still a 2 in my book. But compared to Black Adam or Wonder Woman 1984, I think I would rather have Aquaman 2. And I'm not going to talk much more on this movie because I already ranted how much I hate it, but I, I'm, I'm okay with taking it at 7. For me, this movie's at 11. I have it higher than Batman vs. Superman. Maybe I might change this later on, but right now it's 11 on my list. Alright, you have a choice between Black Adam or Wonder Woman 1984. I hope you choose the one that I hope you choose. That doesn't make sense. There's one particular movie I hope you choose. They're both so horrible that it's like, it's a coin flip of like, I'm going Black Adam just because it has the better character line of, you get to see Dr. Fate and like younger heroes in it trying to work against Black Adam. I am. That it's just a better storyline than... The fun filler episode that is 1984. Yup. Of just like, yep, they wanted to make a second Wonder Woman movie, but they don't know what to do because they're in their heads, this part of the DCU is just coming to an end. So we're just going to throw a movie hoping to make money. So we're going to make it where she gets her lover back and basically is doing something bad well talk talk black adam man talk about your pick don't talk about the movie that you didn't pick talk about the movie you did pick (laughs) i'm just saying why i picked it (laughs) i'm like this movie was such a freaking bummer of like you know it was supposed to be like kind of a villain movie because black adams yep i i would say black adams more villain than anti-hero like venom where he's not he's anti-hero he's 
villain. Anti-hero is probably the best description. I just feel he kind of leans more towards villain than anti Oh, yeah. Just because, not that he's not, but he feels like he leans more that way. Of just like, he's more about himself than yeah. helping people. Where anti-hero helps more than they are about themselves. Type uh, because uh, it, uh, I think you got to mix up. I think anti-hero is all about themselves, but they will align themselves on, with the heroes if it's for their benefit. Where they're more, they're not good nor evil. They kind of like walk that thin line. They can be the villain. They can be the hero. It really depends where their motivation lies. And villains also have that, but they're more aligned with like the bad guys. They're more aligned as antagonists and don't typically cross that line. But it is tough because there's a lot of villains who cross that line. There's a lot of villains that cross that line instead of heroes crossing that line. But Black Adam is originally a villain who kind of becomes an anti-hero just because his motivation is um, protecting his nation. He is, in a way, Namor from Marvel. Right. Namor is more hero. Like, he's anti-hero. That's, like, his category you'd put him in. But he's more hero than villain. Black Adam's more villain than hero, if we're going to put it on the scale. So, yeah, I... I agree with what you're saying, but like I think you just got mixed up with like the term anti-hero. He falls in anti-hero, but he's closer to the villain. Right. Um This movie, Black Adam, and I've I talked about this movie in this this uh podcast. I'm happy you took Black Adam, because I'm gonna take Wonder Woman 1984. Obviously, it's the last one left. I'm okay <laughs> with taking that one eight. Um I will say Black Adam is it is a fought film. This is a movie that like feels like it's making fun of superheroes, but it's not. Like I watched this film and I'm like, I feel like I'm watching a parody of superhero movies. I feel like this is the boys like if they actually released a bot film, this right. is the movie they released. <laughs> because like the CGI in the background's bad. It feels like the acting is mip. Dwayne Johnson He's a fine, like... I feel like he could fit Black Adam really well. He just shouldn't be, like, the lead role in this. I don't know if right. he can really... He He's not Venom. He wants to be a drama actor, but I don't know if he has the chops for a drama. He's more like... It's just The Rock. It feels like he's just The Rock. I will say... Um, Adam Smasher, Hawkman, Dr. Fate. It was cool seeing them. But when they were, like, talking on the ship, it felt like I was watching a CW show. <laughs> and, like, and they were, like, joking back and forth, and the jokes weren't great. Oh, and I didn't mention this about Aquaman 2, because there's a lot of jokes, that, jokes on Aquaman 2, and I just want to mention it. No one in the, in the theater, there's a decent amount of people in the theater this time, no one laughed. <laughs> Not a single person laughed during that whole movie. And there's a lot of, like, jokes that a kid would think is funny that would say to a crowd of adults and be like hey I have a joke da 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 and like you kind of like ha 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 yeah that's great my god that kid should not be a comedian like that's basically <laughs> like my thoughts on Aquaman too. anyway 
Black Adam's essentially the same too. They have like similar humor where it's like it's not that funny. Right. All right. I'm taking Wonder Woman 1984. It's 13 on my list. It's higher than Black Adam, higher than Justice League, higher than Suicide Squad. This movie's like a filler episode. And it's kind of like you said it, they made it for money. And that, that's the motivation, right? They're like, hey, Wonder Woman sells, write a story. And they're all like, I was trying to come up with a Wonder Woman story that made sense. Like, there, there just isn't one that makes sense. Wonder Woman's tough because, like, she's off on a faraway planet, that, or not planet, but island. The island doesn't naturally have a lot of enemies. Like, it's the gods who are the enemies, but you can't really do that again. So, like, you have to bring her kind of either present day or, like, in the past. They put her in the past with Maxwell Lord, with uh, Cheetah, and I think Cheetah's a great villain for it. It's such a, like, the story's all about, like, your wishes. Right. And it just, it, it felt like Halloween 3. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, there is something to be had about the story. Like, if this was a filler, if this was a Wonder Woman TV show and this was the episode, I don't think anybody would, like, blink an eye at it. It'd be like, oh, yeah, that's a fine episode. Like, that's a fine story. But as a movie, like, if that's, like, your main story, it's like, what? That's it. I will say Pedro Pascal though, he's just a fun he's a he's a fun actor to watch. Right. So I was I was happy when you're like Black Adam. I was like, yes, I'll if I had to choose which H movies to watch, like Wonder Woman's on that list because at least I get to watch Pedro Pascal play his role. <laughs> but I'm I'm upset that he's not a dad in this film. He really should just be a dad in everything he does. It should just be a rule. Pedro Pascal's in it, he's a dad. <laughs> Because he is the ultimate daddy. You're just going to question me there? Uh-huh. You're gonna just blink your eyes like, what the fuck? Did you... Yeah. I'm going to look in the camera. Pedro Pascal is the ultimate daddy. <laughs> Donald agrees. Where's he when I need him? All right. What, would you, what rating would you give the DCU as a whole? We don't have much more. I would honestly give it a two. I would honestly give it a two. You're giving it a two. Okay. Because just just because there's <coughs> so many bad films that flop that it counteracts too much of the few good ones. I'm going to go two plus. Because of the good ones. Suicide Squad bumps up a little bit. Flash, Shazam, Wonder Woman, Birds of Prey, Aquaman. Like, the. Over half the movies are decent. At least. Like, I think Blue Beetle on up. Blue Beetle, Zack Snyder, Justice League, Man of Steel, Aquaman, Birds of Prey. Wonder Woman, Shazam, The Flash, and Suicide Squad, for me at least, is at least like that threshold of good. Everything else is like meh to trash. And for good, like on a scale of like what is good, which is a bare, like the bare minimum of like good, I guess. I don't know. I'm like horribly explaining this. <laughs> I think it, it earns enough to do a plus. 
there are some good, there are some decent films in this. It's not a horrible watch. If you had to like marathon all this, there are some things to look forward to. But I'm with you. I can't give it a three minus. Like I'm close because Suicide Squad and a couple of these movies are like great. But no, it's a two plus. <laughs> but I think two is fair. Because two basically says that, you know, some people could enjoy it. I just can't. Like, there's very select few DCU movies that I'm like, yeah, let's watch that. I'm like, there, there's not enough for me to be like, this entire series yeah. is so good. There's a lot I of skippable. To, yeah, there's like so many skippable of like, I'm. you could literally just hand pick a few of these and just watch them. And it's, they're great films just on their own. Yep. But doing like you can with Marvel where you literally start from the very beginning and watch it all the way through. At least first three phases. Right. It's a journey. You can sit and watch everything. This, you're in a lot of pain where you're up and walking around of just not watching. It's just on in the background type movies. Yeah, I will say the one thing that DCU has going for it or had going for it, past tense, it's over now. Thank God. Is that you can watch these movies individually. You don't have to watch Man of Steel before Batman vs. Superman. You don't have to watch Batman vs. Superman before Wonder Woman. You don't have to watch any movie before Shazam. Shazam 2, Aquaman 2, Wonder Woman 2. Obviously, you have to watch the the first ones. Right. Um, but, like, a lot of these movies that don't, like, that aren't, like, sequels. Even the Suicide Squad, you don't have to watch the first one. And honestly, if you haven't watched the first one, please don't. It's not worth it. Just watch the second one. <laughs> I know you, you feel differently. Okay. Uh, I just want to do a couple, couple rapid fire questions and then we'll get into DCU a little bit. Favorite villain? Ooh. I, I'm struggling with this one too. Actually, no, I have the answer. I gotta say Scarecrow. Scarecrow? That's Dark... That's Batman Begins. That wasn't the question for DCU. DCEU. Best best villain. (laughs) That's a better question. I'm like... Like like, Scarecrow. I'm like, what? Are we back in the Dark Knight trilogy review? That was last week. Which Scarecrow was up there? He's number two on Brandon's list. I was going to say because... I think he was number two. I'm like... Yeah. For DC... I will... I'll say a couple of mine that I really really liked. I think Zod should be up there. Michael Shannon as Zod. It's pretty good. I think... Starro should be up there. Oh my! Oh my gosh! I just like the fact that they fucking just went with Starro. I appreciate okay, James Gunn. Just a giant starfish. That's the villain. Um, Black Mana. I love Black Mana. I like just the aesthetic of Black Mana, and I think like acting wise, I really liked him. the The portrayal does leave a lot more to be desired, but it's up there on my list. 
there's one. Oh, I'm like blanking on one of them. I wouldn't. I feel like there's not like one villain. Ian McGregor, uh, Black Mask. I just like Ian McGregor as a villain. That was just fun. There isn't really a great villain in this. No. I, I do have to say, though, there's one that's popping my head, and it's a great villain. They just didn't use him. Is it Dark Side? Deathstroke. Ah. When they. Ah, ah. He right? looks so During great. The, he freaking looked. It was, there was so much hype with that, and they never once used him. Of just like, just make the Batman movie. Just make the Batman movie of him versus Deathstroke, and it will possibly hold the hype mm -hmm. that you're trying to go through because Deathstroke versus Batman is very good. Because, but. In my head, he more of is like a Teen Titan Young Justice villain due to the fact they face him a lot. If he had a time to one hero, it should be Nightwing. It's the one... Like, I know a lot of people say Batman. Some people say Green Arrow because of Green Arrow the TV show. And in the comics, it is Green Arrow. He is more of a Justice League Teen Titan. He's more of a great right. villain. And... and Arguably an anti-hero of sorts. Right. If you had a time to one hero, Batman makes sense, but really it's Nightwing. Right. Yeah, I agree. I think like if the question of which he which villain is underutilized, it's either him or it's Deathstroke or Darkseid. Right. Because <laughs> Steppenwolf is like that's gonna be the villain. Like, why the fuck is it Steppenwolf? Because Ooh. because then it introduced to dark side in this, and it's just like you did the thing, you did the Who's thing. Who's the of... most disappointing villain? Cheetah. I didn't mind Cheetah. You you said most disappointing because she basically got it from the wish. Yeah. Then they had like a small fight. And it in a dark just, setting. And it was basically almost like you could have did a lot better with her. I agree. I of oh, That's my most If I had to do power rankings of most disappointing, I think she's lower on my list because I think this uh, there's, there's a lot of disappointing villains. Dark side. Not be us. Lex Luthor is probably wins. I think Lex Luthor wins. Jesse Eisenberg felt like the greatest casting for Lex Luthor. And, yeah. like, for some reason, he's goofy as fuck. <laughs> Why? Do do they know? I don't know. It just, like... He just didn't act like Lex Luthor. Uh -oh. Where he had the acting chops to pull a great serious... Lex Luthor. We're going through this list now, too. Steppenwolf wasn't really disappointing because, like, he just... It was more of disappointment that they used him. Yeah. Doomsday was disappointing for how they used him. Right. <sighs> like, looking at the list, too. Not Zod. Uh... Ares was a little bit of disappointment for me. The Flash villain, where it's just the alternate evil Flash. 
And I'm like, yeah. can you just be reverse Flash or Zoom or any of those like Flash <laughs> villains? Like, you have one of the greatest rogues gallery ever. And they're like, we're going to make a new villain for this guy. Like, why? <laughs> like, you have reverse Flash. Like, he's supposed to be the villain here. No? Okay. Like, you could even tease them at the end. <laughs> I will say Enchantress is also pretty disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> Just the art. Oh, wait. I have I have maybe the winner. Joker. Jared Leto's Joker. You know, and like, I don't even you play... said that like most disappointing after I said Cheetah, the first thing that popped in well actually Joker, due to the fact he basically was in it and he was like hyped in the movies he was in, and then they basically put him in like two, maybe three scenes, and it literally was just like where are you going with this? And then they basically just killed it with the Joker of just like, no, we, we're really not going to do. And they made their own side Joker movie with Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix. And I was just like, are yeah. we ever really going to get a taste of this Joker? Is he just We got like a, a taste in Justice League, Zack Snyder. Yeah. I actually really liked his character in that moment. Right. I was like, oh, this is like what we could have got. I felt bad for Jared Leto. Like, one, the stories of him, like, method acting and giving everybody, like, rotten fish. I'm like, dude, no. Like, they should have took the rotten fish and slapped him in the fucking face. Like, no. <laughs> like, don't method act it. Like, he fledged did this. He ended up dying afterwards. I don't know if it's because of the Joker or if it's just other issues. But, like, don't method act. I have, like, if you're going to method act, just don't be a dick. That was very dickish. Either way, I felt bad for his Joker because, like, they just cut his Joker out of that movie. Yep. And, like, I felt like, I'm like, I just want to see this Joker breathe. I want to give it a shot. I think it was an interesting twist on it. Is it the best Joker? No, it's arguably the worst. But I don't think the hate is warranted because I'm like, I don't blame Jared Leto for his betrayal in this. I honestly just don't think his Joker really had a chance. No. Also, like, the screenwrite was just lazy. Because they're like, oh, look, he's damaged. He has a tattoo that says so. It's like... No. You don't need to have, like, him tattooed with, like, different stuff. Just have him in a makeup and, like, have him act weird. Like, that's simple as that. Alright, let's get into DCU, James Gunn. We talked about this last year a little bit. DCU is over. We reviewed the four movies. And financially speaking, box office speaking, it failed the last four movies. And there was a lot of people who were like, ah, oh, James Gunn's start was a horrible. It was a horrible start. I'm like, nah, this is this is like a dude who like if the coach gets fired, like if this is basketball or football, gets fired in the middle of the season and then he takes over. Like you don't count the season. Right. Because he has nothing to do. Like, he's just trying to make it work. He's taking what he's given and he's trying to make it work. He did, And it's, like, different, too, because he didn't, creatively didn't do anything with these movies. Right. James Gunn himself had nothing to do with these movies. Maybe the other CEO, the other co, Peter, I forget his last name. I think it starts with a G. He, like... He, 
the marketing was less to be desired. I don't care about that. Like, these films weren't going to be successful. Once you announce a whole new universe, the four films of an old universe just don't matter. There's nothing it builds up to. What movie and what character... What new portrayal are you most excited for? And it doesn't have to be a movie that has been announced. But what character are you just, after watching the DCU, are you excited for? I am actually hoping that they at least, at least try to do use the Young Justice or Teen Titans in this next universe. Because... I like that just answer. W- just watching the cartoons and animes that they actually get some pretty good hype yeah that if they actually make a live it could be like any adaptation of what robin's i like that in it or working in damian wayne for sure that's confirmed. right of just like <sighs> utilizing these characters of like you you just had all these movies made they have yet to do a live action of these and they could easily utilize it of like your third or fourth movie in and utilize these characters as you know instead of doing a a justice league movie again to try to ram that down Mm -hmm. our throat of like (laughs) they're better than the avengers no, actually, the ones that would actually be fun to see would be the Young Justice and having, like, Batman and Superman just, you know, be yeah. in it. Like, like a legacy team with the other but, characters. But, you know, of, like, kind of, like, for anyone that doesn't know it, of who these characters are attached to type yeah. entrance so that like they get some kind of backstory with who these are not that it's just like oh wow a movie with you know just kids of like is this actually them younger no this this is who they're actually attached to this is like their sidekick playing the hero Mm -hmm. facing villains of like it would be a fun movie in my opinion I I like that answer uh we're running out of time so we're gonna I didn't mean to cut you off, but we're, uh, I want to answer it and then rapidly or quickly end the show. I'm <laughs> being all slow. Sorry. <laughs> I want to see Nightwing. Nightwing is probably my top in my top five of superheroes. He's one of my favorite characters. He's so lighthearted. He's like the opposite of Batman in a way where he's not like this pessimistic. He's op- he's optimistic. He's cheery, like, he's probably one of the best, like, one of my favorite characters. He's up there with, like, Monkey D. Luffy when it comes to, like, genuine characters that, like, I just would love to have a conversation with. Because he's just a generally nice dude. And reading, I'm behind on his comic, but, like, the comic that is currently running, I believe it's still running, is amazing. Just telling this Nightwing tale. I forget, Tom Taylor, I believe, is the writer. Great stuff, check it out good story the other movie that is announced that i'm looking forward to is supergirl woman of tomorrow i love that comic tom king writes it it's just like a really unique take on one or not one woman supergirl it's serious but also has some like 
softer sides to it. I'm excited for that movie. But yeah, I agree with you. That's a, I love your answer. Young Justice, even if it's just Teen Titans, or even if it's just a younger like sidekick team. Right. I would be down for it. Because I don't know why, but it seems like Warner Brothers, or whoever is in charge of DC, but when it comes to live action, they're so like, we don't want the young sidekicks. I'm like, but like... They're the fun ones. They're fun, and it gives you a cool mentorship look at the other heroes. Young Justice should be proof that this works. All right, we don't have much more time. Anything else you want to say about DCU, DCU, last thoughts? Oh, I hope these next movies are actually better. I don't want to be tortured by something that I actually want to love. I I feel you. They make it difficult. I think it's I, I trust in Games Gone. I think it's gonna be great. I'm looking forward to Superman Legacy. Cause I honestly believe it's gonna be a great film. I expect a four, if not higher. And that's a high bar to like I'm like I don't wanna be crushed. Cause if it's not that everything moving forward is gonna be soul crushing. This is like Batman versus Superman level hype. Like it doesn't even have to be a big film. It can be a small story. Just have it be a good character story. All right. We got to leave it at that. Thank you, Mozo, for coming on. It's been a while. Happy to see you. It's my Happy to be back. DC guy. We got to talk more. Definitely. I don't, there's no DC projects, though. So it's uh, it's really hard to do. We don't have a whole, a whole year left. I'll see you next year, I guess. <laughs> I guess we'll, uh, I'll have you come back for other things like we have before. Definitely. All right. Check out Don't Evolve Me. Check out uh, podcasts. Check out the TikTok, social medias. I'm getting more active. Getting more active on YouTube. I'm trying to, at least. It can be hard. Especially when you work with a bunch of like kids and you're constantly chasing after them. I'm exhausted most days. And I'm like, this past week though, I was able to make like three videos in like two hours. I was really happy to do so. So, but yeah. All right. Thank you, Moser. We are out later.